This is Barkcast. You ain't nothing but a hound. Barkcast deals with just about everything dog-related. Dog obedience, training, health, owning a dog, dog behaviour and care and nutrition. Each week, your questions will be answered by professional senior trainer and owner of Canine Point Academy, Russell D. Russell, a professional member of the IACP, a registered evaluator with the American Kennel Club, and has trained thousands of dogs across a variety of disciplines. Hi Russell, how's your week been here at Canine Point Academy? It's been another busy week, thanks for asking. Excellent. Right, email come in. Go on then. I have a rescue dog, about one year old, who cool. loves running. Excellent. Uh, how long and how far should we Ooh. be running him? Okay, it's yeah. A very specific yep. question for this dog. Uh, this is from Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Okay, great. First off, congrats on the new dog. Um, so, too much exercise is just as bad as too little. There is a bit of a sweet spot here. Um, it's then again, it is quite complicated, <laughs> and there's not an exact science. There's not an exact chart. If the dog is this old, it needs this much running, and what have you. Um, you've said a rescue dog, so I'm going to assume here that we've got a, a, a mixed breed. So, although just to caveat that, breed is something you want to consider when you're looking at the exercise dynamics of your dog, um, as well as the age. If you've got a bulldog um, puppy versus, say, a German Shepherd or a Boxer puppy, as you would know, they are all going to love their playtime, but two of those breeds are going to go a little bit longer and harder than the first one. Um, so again, breed is going to be a, a specific thing here. Can I just, on, on the yeah, breed yeah. question, because you get, I mean, we've talked about this before on a previous podcast, we get the book and it gives you the little dots of how much exercise they need, yeah, yeah. how much care they want, how much yeah. shedding they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's breed specific, but is it like humans that dogs are very different, even though they're the same breed, of how much exercise oh, they might want? Yeah, if you, I mean, again, if you've got a, um, an English bulldog puppy and a border collie puppy, the exercise requirements and the ability of those dogs to outlast each other, the variance is huge, and, and everyone can see that. If you've got two English bulldog puppies or two border collie puppies, uh, border collie puppies, I think I said that right, yeah, um, even those two that are the same breeds, there might be a fair amount of variance between the two, and that's just down to genetics and breeding. Cool. Okay, but again, just specific to the question, um, yeah, you want to consider the breed as to how much we're going to do with these particular dogs. Um, and it's not just the how much physical exercise they can do. Again, um, I'm being sort of climate specific because we are living in a, in a hot climate. Um, so you want to take that into account as well. Or even if you're living in a very cold climate, that's something you want to consider. If you're dealing with um, like a brassophallic breed, the squash nose, your pugs, your boxers, um, uh, bulldogs and all of that, uh, particularly somewhere like here that's very hot, um, their tolerance to that heat and exercising in the heat is going to be very low. So again, in terms of my exercise routine, I'm going to bear those factors in mind. Also consider for, uh, sorry, was it Daniel? Yes. Daniel, um, you've got a one-year-old dog. So puppies, um, their bones and plates are still fusing and growing until around the ages of 18 months. There is a bit of variance depending on the, um, on the breed. So if you've got a, a large dog, like a Great Dane, for example... They don't need a 5K walk every day um, and at every time. Your short bursts are going to be much better. 
Um, and certainly with younger dogs under that sort of 18 month bracket, you're going to want to limit the amount of impact work that they're doing. By impact, I mean hard running, um, certainly no jumping um, until they're full grown sort of undeveloped. And certainly in terms of jumping, there's a difference with jumping up onto something. So whether your dog is you know, quite bouncy and likes to jump off the ground into the back of your car, that's not quite so bad because that's just building some strength in their back legs. The bigger issue is jumping down from the car onto the floor because that's a lot of gravitational force going onto their wrists and their elbows or even if we're out and about and they're jumping up and over a log or something so that's something you want to be sort of guarded with so um daniel was saying okay so my dog's about a year old um the answer to how long and how far uh, would be not far and not long um he's not yet ready to be your 5 10k running partner he will be um but i would put that on, on hold just for now um, people often get fooled to thinking, oh, the larger the dog, the more exercise they need. Again, not necessarily the case. Um, the dogs will often tell you that they need more. Um, and again, uh, there's a, a, a good caveat this, and you might be able to help with this because you have kids. So, And you'll know that sometimes when your kids have been exercising and all of a sudden they seem to redline, you know, okay, they're tired. All right. They don't, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. they don't need to keep going. They're tired. And it, but to the uninitiated, you think, oh, wow, they just want to keep going. Whereas you would not know they're tired. They need to shut down. And the same is true of dogs. They might show, yeah, I want to keep going. But actually, no, this is the time we need to wheel you in. Yeah, a couple of the points you just brought up there was that you say about running with your dog. Now, a, a five or 10K run, can a dog, obviously, this heat is crazy, but just yeah. in general, is that can a thing they, that, that dogs go on 10K runs with their owners? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. totally. Um, but again, you've got to think about you know the where, the how, and the what. So I'm not going to go for a... In, here in Phuket at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm not going to do a 10K run myself, let alone with my dog. And is this something that... Um, sorry, I've, I've got me thinking. That this is something you could build up to. So if you want to do it... Yeah. Same as you and I, if we want to train to do a marathon, you yep. wouldn't go and run a marathon straight away. You'd do... Oh, 100%. You yeah, know, yeah, a yeah. little bit, a little bit. Yeah, and this yeah, is yeah. how you'd get your dog up to that level as yeah. well. And, and funnily enough, you know, we understand that and people own dogs understand that and they will build up their tolerance, but they'll get a dog and just go straight out and do their 5Ks, which I find is a bit sort of bizarre. Yes, we do absolutely have to build up to that. Um, and as in terms of, again, going back to, to our, our one-year-old dog in question, for me, there's, there's very little distinction between play and training. I mean, for me, they're, they're both the same thing. If I'm playing with my dog, I'm also training them to do things, whether it's to let go of a toy, whether it's to run with me, whether it's to come to me or, or whatever it is. And I can build those games into my quote-unquote exercise routine. So if I want to go and exercise and run my dog for 20 minutes, I can do that with some recall games. So they're getting the sprinting, they're getting the running for a short burst, but they're also learning a very key skill within that time frame as well. With younger dogs, I'm going to focus more on sort of doing some body movements and focus work, um, so, you, know, you know, the sit, the lie down, just you know, basic bodily movement functions, and not worry too much about building strength and endurance. That can come sort of a little bit later. Um, in terms of younger dogs, again, just getting used to walking on a leash, getting used to Again, those basic you know, sit, lie down uh, behaviors. And over time, as you've already mentioned, you want to slowly increase the amount of time that we're having them out and about. And again, temperature is one of the factors you want to bear in mind. If you go out for a walk here in the morning, even if you go out a little bit later, the air temperature might be quite warm, um, but the surface temperature might not have heated up quite yet. Whereas if you're going for your afternoon walk, again, six, seven o'clock at night, it's reasonably cool. Um, I mean, comparatively, we're in Phuket after all, 
But if you put your hand on the road surface, it's still really hot from absorbing the heat all day. So when you go out for a, a walk or, or what have you, we're all wearing shoes. Our dogs aren't. So if you put your hand on the, the surface, if it's too hot for your hand, that's how hot it is for your dog's pads. And again, going for long runs and, or even long walks on tarmac or concrete can be quite abrasive on, on the pads as well. So that's something you want to kind of consider. And thank you, because it was a question I was going to ask, because um, unfortunately my dog has actually got blisters and burnt his pads yeah. from running on... Oh, torn hot. pads are very common. Yeah. Uh, just coming up, so it, I know we're talking about, Daniel wanted to talk about running, but is swimming a better option? Um, I would always argue, yes, swimming is a really good option. Um, and again, you could argue that for humans as well. So there's zero impact on it. It's really great cardiovascular exercise. And particularly for dogs, a really good confidence booster as well, because that's a really... I mean, um, they really sort of are out of their depth pretty quickly with that. Um, obviously, some dogs love it more than others. Teaching them how to swim is one thing. It's whether they like it or not that you can't really, you know, you have to deal with that separately. Okay. Um, but generally speaking, I would say, yeah, ex- um, if they want to go swimming, that's a, a really good thing to do as well. In terms of the types of exercise um, that we do with our dogs, again, some dogs prefer some types other than, than others. Uh, Sassy loves swimming. We've just been for a swim this morning. It's her favorite. She's got, I mean, she's a little bit old now, so her her hips are playing up. So she finds the swimming more comfortable. There's no impact on on that. So she'd prefer that than going, she she would not want to go for a run anyway, anymore. But whether it's running, whether it's sprinting, whether it's, you know, playing, you know, wrestling with with Maximus or playing tug or chasing a ball, every dog is different and has different drives as to what they particularly prefer. So we can use that as whatever that happens to be as their sort of exercise outlet and again as you sort of mentioned swimming's a really good one for that as well and it's interesting just to jump in is is maximus my dog is he loves to run he loves to wrestle and he loves to swim i'm actually quite lucky with with maximus is he he would do all those things and even you know chase balls and whatever never brings them back but he chases balls so i'm lucky in that way but there are other dogs that aren't quite yeah so and and again it's not like there's a you know what's better than the other it depends what you as an owner want from your dog you might you know, you love that and uh, Maximus suits you for your personality as to what you want from a dog. He might not suit living with someone else because they just can't handle that much chaos, um, whereas other people would really love it. So again, it's just about, and this might be a topic for another podcast as to, you know, when people get a specific dog, oh, it looks really cute. We'll have that one. We'll have you considered the the traits of that particular dog. But again, I'm, I'm digressing. Um, again, just to redirect back to Daniel in question, you know, how far and how long should I run my one-year-old rescue? Um, again, there's no set table of it's this much exercise, this long, this hard, depending on the age. The There is a, to give you a little bit more, and which doesn't really answer your question, I appreciate that. But it, just to give you a bit of a, a, a gauge, if we're dealing with puppies from, say, 8 to 16 weeks, the main things you want to be working on are simple things, basic skill work, basic body movements, getting them to sit and to lie down and to stand up and to, to walk over different surfaces, gently uneven surfaces, you know, work on their proprioception, their balance, and they've got four paws. They've got to work out how to put all of those together, right? So it's just those sort of basic things, a little bit of flexibility. From a dog that's sort of six to maybe 18 months, and so now we're into um, Daniel's dog's age range, now you can start adding a little bit of strength work to that um, and doing some core work. So maybe some uh, light, low jumping, but nothing over what I would say their elbow height, um, depending on whether he's a tall or a short dog. Doing some uphill sprinting, like if he likes to chase a ball, find yourself a small um, incline gradient, roll the ball up the hill. So he's now got a power push to get up, but he's going to jog back 
lightly. So the impact work is more on the way up than it is on the way down. And again, if you think about us doing that, some hill sprints, that's quite taxing quite quickly. And if you've got a dog that's sort of 18 months um, and above, that's when you want to start, okay, we can now start to build the endurance works, now going for longer stints and longer runs and what have you. But again, as you alluded to earlier, that's something that I'm not going to go out and run a 5 or 10K off the bat. I'm going to do a 1K run a few times and get that and then slowly build up. And also, it's not just about adding distance each time. I might shorten it one time and I'll do some sprint drills or I'll do some you know, other sort of activities. And varying it with your dog is just as important as it is with varying our own exercise regimens. I, I think you've answered that very well. and, and I hope so. Yeah. I think, Daniel, so, there you go. Yeah. So again, specifically to Daniel, just to summarize, yeah, given his age range, you don't want to be doing anything seriously strenuous you don't want to be focusing on endurance and going for long runs and sort of you know keep the strength work i don't when, when i say strength work just to caveat i don't mean pulling weights or lifting weights just in terms of like the endurance stuff that we're doing and if we're doing sort of any sort of hard jumping work and and pushing them for time again i would still dial it back a little bit at the minute cool thanks russell no problem at all if you're looking for professional training or somewhere to board your dog either short or long term then check out canine point academy that's caninepointacademy.com or go to Facebook and search Canine Point Academy.